Hello, everyone, and welcome to my Papa's podcast, Celebrating the Word with Dean Caldwell Ministries. Hello, everyone. We want to welcome you today to Elevating the Word. This is a Bible study intended to increase your faith, increase your knowledge of God so you can walk closer to the Lord and have a relationship with God like you've never had before. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the podcast today. We're so glad that you tuned in. Uh, just a couple of announcements up at, up at the front here. Uh, we've had several people um, wander and and want to know how they can support the podcast and support Brother Dean's ministry. And I'm glad to say that we now have a few avenues that you of ways that you can give. One is a Venmo. The other is a cash app. And I won't bore you with what the details are. They'll be down in the show notes. If you'll just click on those links, it'll take you directly to Venmo or cash app, whichever one you use. And you can give to the ministry that way. Also, if you would like to use the mail, you can use the P.O. Box, and that's P.O. Box 126, London, Arkansas, 72847. Um, also, don't forget, um, we have the email, which is elevatingtheword at outlook.com. Again, elevatingtheword at outlook.com, and send your uh, prayer requests there, send your questions there, any thoughts or comments that you may have on uh, um, the podcast. And so, there's also that, and then also the Facebook page, so where you can keep up where Brother Dean's going to be, uh, and then just encouraging posts, encouraging videos, and things of that nature. So last week, Brother Dean, we had the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Yes. This week, we're looking at talking about the spiritual gifts, things that, that proceed, things that come with the baptism and being baptized in the Holy Spirit and gifts that are given to us. So won't you start us out? Well, Rob, we're going to uh, talk about the uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, there's different gifts in the Word of God. There's grace gifts, there's ministry gifts, but there's also gifts of the Spirit. And uh, these are found in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, beginning in verse number 7. It said, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit to another, faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, and to another diverse kinds of tongues or different kinds of tongues and to another interpretation of tongues. And then in verse 11, he said, but all these work that one and the self-same spirit dividing to every man as he will. Uh, these uh, gifts that are defined for us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 are given by the Spirit of God to operate in a person's life and um, the word manifestation there just simply means this. The manifestation of the Spirit's given to every man according to the his will and also as the Spirit deems it necessary. Hmm. The Spirit deems these gifts necessary to be used at the time the Spirit of God deems that it's necessary to give them. 
they're supernatural, supernatural gifts. And what I want to do um, today, Rob, is we'll probably take, we won't cover all of them, Mm -hmm. but we will cover some of those. But I want to start out by putting them in the categories. There's nine spiritual gifts that are recognized here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, but they're placed in three different categories, three to the category. Uh, For instance, the vocal gifts. The vocal gifts is tongues, interpretation, and prophecy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need a lot of explanation there. It's vocal. It's used as a vocal gift. And then you have your power gifts. Power gifts is healing and miracles and faith. Mm. Then you have your mind gifts, which is discerning of spirits, wisdom, and knowledge. Mm. And all of these are given in their category and uh, they operate separately. Yeah. Each one of them does a separate job because God didn't write this Bible just to have a thick book. Yeah. Everything means something that God has given to us. But in the spirit realm, when a person is yielding to the spirit, it said all of these are given by the self same spirit, which means not a different spirit with each gift, but the same spirit, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm moves these gifts and the operation of these gifts according to the word of God. And so the word of God is our guideline and it is our go-to for information of what these gifts say and what they do. And I guess, Rob, what we'll probably start with today is whenever... Well, uh, go to uh, 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 31. After Paul talks about all of these gifts here, he makes a statement in verse one. He's, or 31. He said, but covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Covet earnestly the best gift. Yeah. That doesn't mean that one gift is better than the other. Here's what it means. When you look up the word covet in the Strong's Concordance, here's the, here is the uh, Greek definition for that, to have warmth or feeling for or against something. What that is saying, a warm feeling is this, what are you comfortable with? Now, when I say that, mm-hmm. I'm just simply saying there's nine spiritual gifts but very seldom we see all nine of these in operation yeah. in the church, yeah. yet they're given by the self-same spirit. And whenever he said in verse 31, but covet earnestly the best gifts, what are you comfortable with? What are you willing to be made fun of? Mm. Are you comfortable being looked at as off the wall? from time to time. Yeah. Because when we get into this, you're going to understand that when God uses you through the Holy Spirit uses you in one of these particular gifts, it's going to put you in a tight situation. Yes. From time to time. Mm-hmm. And it brings a lot of questions. And uh and and there's nothing wrong with that because the Bible said 
we are to judge. Let yeah. two or three judge mm-hmm. how this thing operates. But what we'll start with today is maybe the mind gifts. Yeah. Well, and before before we get that deep into it, let's cover just some basics about spiritual gifts. Okay. Um, and we can start, you said earlier about being deemed necessary yes. in using the gifts. Would that Would that always be necessary? Would it not be always necessary to be used in the spiritual gifts just in our daily walk? When I say um, that, you were talking about the, how the Spirit um, deems it necessary. Were well, you talking about it in just certain times? Or can we walk in the spiritual gifts every day, use them every day? Or is it just when the Spirit just wants to? I think it's when the need arises. When the need arises. When the need arises in a person's life or someone you're dealing with, uh, the Holy Spirit has a particular insight gift. And he named them here mm-hmm. so we would know what's going on yes. in our life mm-hmm. and, and, and earnestly seek that. Seek the direction of God. Uh, For instance, the mind gifts, the gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge, the gift of discerning of spirits. Now, let me start with discerning of spirits. And Rob, I don't know how far we'll get into this Bible study and we may have to carry this over next week as well. But the gifts of the spirit in operation concerning discerning of spirits. And if you'll notice how that reads there. He said in uh, verse number uh, 10, I believe it is, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits. The word spirits there is plural. Now, let me pull something out of the hat here that maybe some people don't realize of why we have the gift of discerning of spirits. If you go back with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 11 and verse number 12, all of the spirits that we're going to grapple with are in these two verses of Scripture. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, he said, For what man knows the things of man, now listen to this, save the spirit of man which is in him. He said, even so, the things of God knows no man but the spirit of God. There's the second one. First, the spirit of man and then spirit of God. And then verse 12, now we have not received the spirit of the world because the devil's prince of powers of of the world is, It's talking about the spirit of God, spirit of man, spirit of the devil. But the spirit which is of God that we might know the things freely given to us of God. If all we had to deal with was the spirit of God and the spirit of the devil, that would not be, uh, that well, that would be a no-brainer. Let me put it like that. It wouldn't be hard to discern. It's not hard to discern at all. But when you throw the spirit of man in there, yeah. uh, the will of man, yeah. uh, the thought process of man in his fallen condition, there is the confusing factor. And there is a gift called discerning of spirits 
what spirits you're dealing with. Now, I realize that you could take subtopics of that and whether you're dealing with a spirit of fear, a spirit of hate, the spirit of whatever. But the three categories of spirit is in those two different thing, two verses there, verse 11 and 12 Mm -hmm. of 1 Corinthians chapter number two. And that's the spirit of man, spirit of God, spirit of the devil. Rob, I can't tell you how many times through the years of time that I have been talking with people and uh, you just sensed there was a a lying spirit there. Mm -hmm. You just sensed that there was something off key there. There was an uncomfortable feeling that just come over you. And this is the gift of discerning of spirits and knowing uh, what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I know this may be a little hilarious, but uh, I have pastored and have people to call me, Brother Dean, I want you to come to my house and uh, cast the devil out of my wife mm-hmm. or cast the devil out of my husband. And of course, you know, as a pastor, you, you go, <laughs> you you know, before you get there, there's not a demon, uh, but, but you get there and there's nothing wrong but the spirit of man, and they just mean. Yeah, and and there's not a lot you can do about that. You can talk to them and give them guidance and tell them, you know. But the spirit of man is the confusing part about that. Yeah, and we have a right to bring uh, the spirit that God has given us under submission to God. Or you can have it submitted to the enemy of your soul, and we see that a lot. Yeah, and there's really no in world. no in between there either. No, uh, well, um, is there? Is there? I mean, the spirit of man is is individual. Yeah. So you can submit it, or it can stay on its own as a spirit, because mm. there's three spirits. Okay. That we deal with: the okay. spirit of man, spirit of God, and spirit of the devil. But uh, tied up in all of that. There, there's the sub areas, uh, you know, you can sense the spirit of God and maybe it'll be a spirit of love, mm-hmm. spirit of joy, uh, comfort, you know, and, and, and you just sense that. But we know that's of God because that's all written in the word of God. Yeah. But then you can be a place and you can sense the spirit of evil. Yes. Uh, you can sense that. And this is a gift of the spirit in the spirit world mm-hmm. that operates and uh, it identifies the spirit that you're dealing with yeah. at that time. And uh, these are called mind gifts uh, because God speaks these through the spirit into your mind and you just... These things are there. Then you can move into the gift of knowledge. Mm. What is the gift of knowledge? The gift of knowledge is just the gift of knowing. Let me put a handle on this where people can understand it. Uh, When God gives you information concerning something, something, somebody, and, uh, it is revealed to you something that no one else knows or they don't know, uh, you know, that you know it. 
mm-hmm. and uh, it is revealed to you by God. That is the gift of knowledge. And when you have the gift of knowledge operating in you, then it's the gift of knowing, 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 knowing. Let me uh, give um, some examples of this. A few years ago, my wife and I were driving uh, and we were headed for another revival. And, and while I was driving, just meditating on the things of God, God spoke to me to call this preacher. Mm-hmm. just out of the blue, call this preacher. But we were in an area that I knew I'm going to lose reception, my phone reception in a, just a short few miles. So I called this preacher on the phone. I said, brother, don't have time to chat. Just listen. You're about to make a decision of hiring a staff member, an employee of your church, and you're basing it on what happened to the last staff member you have. And God spoke to me to call you and tell you, don't base this individual on what was happening from the last individual. And I said, I'll be where I'm at tonight and you can call me back tonight and we'll talk. And then I just hung up because we were hitting a blank space. Well, that night he called me and he said, Brother Dean, I was sitting in a meeting Hmm. with this person. And he said, I was thinking about what the last person had done as a staff member in my church and had caused a lot of problem and said, when you called, I looked at them and said, I I need to take this call. And uh, that's the gift of knowledge, Mm. the gift of knowing. There was no way in the world of you knowing that. Nothing. And I think that's something that you have to be pretty, that's the gift of knowledge. Yeah, no prior understanding information yeah nothing if you knew uh that'd be the gift of guessing yeah and that don't that don't even show up in the word of god because god does not guess no and that's what i think a lot of what you're gonna what you're doing in this holy spirit series is really um bringing everything back to the word for one yes uh, but also representing the holy spirit well because because in these spiritual gifts, there's people that operate in them, quote unquote, that operate in the spirit of guessing, and they really misrepresent what God wants to do in the everyday believer's life. The genuine. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking about a situation right now when I pastored in Pine Bluff. Um, I was in prayer one day, and God spoke to me about this man. I did not know this man. I had never seen him before and we had a pizza place there called the big banjo mm-hmm. and it was in the dollarway area and god spoke to me and said go turn uh by the big banjo two streets behind or three i done forgot all of that turn and go down that street he'll be in the backyard working on a boat hmm. and god gave me a word for him to tell him and uh so i did yeah I turned where God told me to turn. I went down, I turned there, and sure enough, when I went in the backyard, I didn't even go the front door. I just went through the yard gate and walked to the back, and this man's working on a boat. Yeah. And uh, when I walked up to him, I introduced myself, and and his lip went to quivering. Mm. And he said, Pastor, I haven't been in church, and I forget how many years he told me. 
And I said, this is what God told me to tell you. And I told him, well, needless to say, the man got back in church yeah. and, um, and served God till he died. And the, the point I'm saying is the knowing part. Yeah. When God speaks to you concerning people, yeah. things, uh, the gift of knowing, when you did not know any information before, mm -hmm. but God pointed it out to you, that is a realm of the gift of knowledge. Yeah, and God don't miss in operation. God doesn't miss. No, either. He doesn't miss. And I, and I want to take a moment because there's going to be a lot of people listening right now. It's like, whoa, that's I've never done that before. I don't even know how to get to that point. So let's 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 kind of backtrack a little bit and, and cover this. Who who? What is the qualifications of being used in the spiritual gifts? Being filled with the Spirit, number one. Being so, filled with the Spirit. So in order to operate in spiritual gifts, you need to be filled with the Spirit. That's what it says. All these operate in 1 Corinthians mm -hmm. uh, 12 and verse 7. They're given by the self-same Spirit. It is a Spirit thing. When God touches you, it is a Spirit thing. Mm -hmm. When God speaks to you concerning something, knowledge of God. Rob, I guess we could probably spend the rest of the day here just talking and giving examples of how God moves and how God lets you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not mind reading. No. It is not psychic at all. It's just the gift of God. Now, but also you being in relationship with the Lord and discerning his voice yes. has taken time. Has yes. it not? It develops. Mm -hmm. It develops. The scripture said Moses was the meekest man on the earth. The Hebrew correction of that is this. The word meek there in the Hebrew language means tamed, tamed mm -hmm. to the voice of God. I guess mm -hmm. Moses heard the voice of God concerning things that would affect people more than any other man in the scripture. Mm. When you're standing at the Red Sea and you've got an enemy army pressing you from behind and you've got about 3 million people with you and you stand there and say, be still, God's talking. Yeah. And then you wave a rod out over a sea and it opens up where you can walk across on dry land. Yeah. And then when they need water, be still, God's talking. Moses developed being tamed to the voice of God, knowing when God speaks. Mm. And when God is training someone in these gifts, it's going to start out small. Yeah. And you're not going to have to go up there and guess. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 this is where I think a lot of people miss this. Uh, and, they, they start guessing and they start asking questions. Is this right? Uh, do you need this? Uh, uh, no. Mm -mm. Anytime God's ever spoken to me concerning somebody, that I didn't ask them. Yeah. I, I told them. Yeah. Because I, I'm confident enough that when God speaks to me concerning that person, uh, you you just know. Yeah. Are you going to trust God? Mm -hmm. And And... What are you willing to be? This is what we said earlier. What are you willing to do? 
because I'm telling you, when you start reading people's mail Mm -hmm. and you start telling them things, they're going to classify you, classify you as a nut. Yeah. And some people are going to be afraid of you. Yeah. To be around you Mm -hmm. because they're afraid you're going to reveal something. Yeah. About them. Are you willing to take that kind of pressure? Mm. Because seek earnestly the best gifts. Which means they're all open to you. They're all open. And they are, if you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, you are a candidate to be used in any one of the nine as the Spirit deems necessary. Mm. When the need arises, when God says this to you, mm-hmm. are you willing? I remember a time, one time I was uh, I was at the house. I hadn't gone to the church. And God spoke to me concerning a man. And God said, he's in his office. He's in a turmoil. I want you to go. I'd never been to this man's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I just kind of pushed it aside. And then the Holy Ghost was very prompt with me mm-hmm. and said, I said, go. Yeah. Well, I took off and I knew the road where the office was on. And when I turned on the road, I met them. They were leaving out for the job site. If I'd have gone when God said, I would have caught him in the office. Mm. But we pulled up there. He stopped the truck, rolled the window down. And I said, I need to talk with you. He got out of the truck with his crew, sent them on, got in my truck. We went back to the office and I told him what God had said Mm -hmm. concerning this. And, and, and the man made it right with God that day. You see, no one saw him in the office. Nobody saw him in, in his thoughts. Yeah. But God did. Yeah. God saw him. And that's an important thing to know about the gifts is they are, um, they're always to bring people to Christ. And yes. To, to, it's not a, like you, you, you do it right with these words of knowledge in private, especially if God's dealing with something inside of them and wanting to call something out of them, but it's still an uplifting and elevating them up to him when you're being used in those gifts. It's yes. not to down, downgrade somebody, but if you're in tune with the Holy spirit, you wouldn't do that anyway. Yes. Um, but well, now sometimes it is a straightforward mark. Yes. Because you haven't done this. You don't have that. Rob, I remember <clears throat> you, when you said that this thought, and I hadn't thought of this in many, many years, but yeah. I remember in a prayer line one time, I was just praying for people going down the line. And when I got to this man, a well-dressed man, a businessman, you mm-hmm. could just tell, and I just stopped and I looked at him and I said, sir, your business is failing. Mm. And he just went to weeping and crying and said, yes, that's right. But I said, here's the point. You haven't given to God, so you haven't sown, so you cannot reap. Mm. And I said, you either change that or your business will fail. And I wasn't looking for an offering. We didn't take an offering that night. Yeah. But it was a word from God to him. I didn't know he had a business that he owned. I knew he was well-dressed and looked like a businessman. Yeah. But I didn't know that. But he stood there and wept and cried and said, you're right. Mm. You're right. Well, it wasn't I was right. It's what God said. Yeah. I have been, I've been preaching multi-times. And uh, 
just stop in my preaching and say, hey, this is going on in your life. I remember church, oh, I can't remember how many years back it was, not that long ago, I was preaching and and the more I preached, uh, this thought just become bigger and bigger and bigger in me. And I just stopped and I said, there's somebody here, you're having an affair. Mm. You're having um, an emotional affair. There hasn't been anything physical at this point, but an emotional affair. And God just said, you're going to call it off now mm. or it's going to ruin your family. Yeah. And then I just went back to preaching. Uh, the point I'm making here is these gifts operate not guessing, but knowing. Yeah. That's the reason it's called the gift of knowledge. The gift of knowledge. Is the gift of knowing. Hmm. Um, so uh, because I know there's people out there, and I know even for myself it took a while, and we kind of alluded to this earlier, but you keep saying, God spoke to me, God spoke to me, God spoke to me. What does that sound like? How does somebody tune their ear to the voice of God? Um, how does somebody just, how does it just become um, that knowing inside of them? How do they, how do they get there? Well, Rob, to me, here's how it works in me. Yeah. It usually happens when I'm not even thinking about it mm -hmm. and just bam, it's there with all the information mm -hmm. concerning that. Uh, I mean, it's just there and, uh, you know, I don't know if I'd tell this or not, but I will because it, 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 it's, it was over a period of time. I remember pastoring a church one time and there was a young lady come to the altar that Sunday and we had a, a fairly large congregation and, um, I could see I was praying at this side of the building with, with a young couple that needed Jesus, but I could watch. And on the other side of the building, this young lady was there praying and some women of the church. And I could tell they're shaking their head and, you know, and I, I knew it was a conversation going on there, but I had no clue. And finally, one of the ladies came over there. Long story short, she got me. I went over there. And this young lady began to tell me, what her husband was doing, mm -hmm. being unfaithful to her, making it hard on the kids, spending useless money and making it hard financially. And, and uh, she had me snowed. I mean, I am sympathizing with her. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, oh my, because this is one of my families in the churches yeah. in the church there. And uh, man, I'm sympathizing and, and when I, I said, well, darling, the only thing I know to do is let's just pray right now. And when I put my hands on her head to pray, the Holy Spirit said to me, it's not him doing those things, it's her. Mm. And two weeks from today, she's going to leave her husband and her children and go with this guy. And God called his name. He was a man in the church hmm. and uh, I was floored. Hmm. I was floored, but this wasn't my first rodeo. I knew it was God speaking to me. So I backed up and I said to the women, leave this alone. This is not as you think. Hmm. 
when we left that uh, service that day and we headed to eat, um, I told my wife what was going on. And of course, my wife, she said, that's a prominent family in this church. You, you don't need to bother that. How mm-hmm. do you know God said that to you? You better not start anything. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't. And then Sunday night, I couldn't sleep. So Monday morning, I went to this girl's dad's house. Mm-hmm. And um, I told him what God had, or, or what was about to happen. And he got upset. He just acted like a normal dad. He said, that'll get you put out of this church. Hmm. Something like that being said. Yeah. I said, well, okay, understand that. Because in my thinking, I'm thinking he might be able to put a stop to this, head this off and talk some sense into this, this uh, girl. And, but no, he took the other path. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the next two weeks, it was tough. Yeah. It was tough. But on that Sunday. So did you feel like the Lord told you not to tell that and reveal that to her? To her dad? No, to her herself in that moment when you're praying. No, I just said everything's not as it seems. Oh, you did tell her that? Yeah. Gotcha. I told her in front of all the women, back up, quit praying. Gotcha. Everything's not as it seems. And uh, anyway, uh, she did leave with that man. Mm. And that dad came to me and said, oh, I wish I had listened. Mm. And of course, I wish he had it too. Yeah. But, you know. But it, people are going to do what they want to do. Yes. You, you can say whatever you want to to them, but if they got their minds made up, they're going to do what they yes. want to do. But this has a happy ending. Six months later, I was in the church praying. It's mm-hmm. dead of winter. I was in the church praying. I was just crying and weeping before God. And out of nowhere, now, this is what reminded me of this story when you asked me how. Mm-hmm. I know these things out of nowhere. It wasn't on my mind. I wasn't pondering about it. Bam, here it come. Yeah. And God called this girl by name. And he said, the seed that her mom and dad has sowed in her, I'm making it grow. Oh, man. Wow. And she wants to come home. Mm. I want you to fix it with her dad, her husband. And I went back to the dad's house and uh, he put up a strong facade, you know, and, and he'd been doing that for six months. And uh, of course, I won't go into great detail, but he's, I just backed up and I said, God, you got yourself a problem here. I'm not touching this. And that dad looked at me and said, what are you saying? I said, God spoke to me and said, the seed you've sown in your daughter, he's making it grow. Hmm. He went to crying, weeping, and bawling and squalling. He said, Preacher, give all I've got if that would happen. I said, it's going to happen, just like God said. Long story short, she did come back that week. That week, that was on Tuesday. She came back on Saturday of that week. and God put the situation back together, healed the wound, and they've had, they've got grandchildren now. Wow, that's but awesome. We need this. Mm-hmm. Oh, how we need yeah. this in the church. The gift of knowledge, the gift of knowing. It's God's plan and desire for us to walk in. Yes, this. and when you're up preaching, when you're up teaching, and the Holy Spirit just pricks your heart 
where you can detour. I call it detouring. Yeah. Everybody's got their own name for it. Yeah. I just tell them we're fixing to take a detour here. And the reason I take that detour is because the Holy Spirit has spoken to me. Mm-hmm. There is a question here. Yeah. There is a need here. There's a situation here. Mm-hmm. And when I take the scripture and explain the scripture of that situation, then God through the scripture and their acceptance all under the umbrella of the Holy Spirit, yes. he can do a healing in their life, yeah. emotional, physical, spiritual, whatever it is, it can transpire. And God gets the glory because there's to no God way. be all the, the glory. glory, great things he has done. Because while operating in spiritual gifts, there's no way you can know. There's no way you can know any of this on your oh. own. There's no way you could prophesy on your own, words of wisdom on your own. There's no way you can do that. So it just glorifies him. Yes. Um, so so the key to walking in spiritual gifts is they're all available to you. You just need to be available to allow them to work through you. Yes. And, and you, back to the, the uh, la- last week, yielding. Yes. Uh, unconditional yielding is how and, you put it. And, and to me, Rob, when, when, when these things start operating and start happening, it's when I don't have my mind on it and I'm not pondering yeah. so I can build a case. Mm-hmm. It's just God dropping it in my spirit and there's my first cue. This is God trying to speak to me. Yeah. And then I make myself very attentive to the things of God to hear what God has said. You just position yourself to hear. Yes. Whatever it takes. Yes. To hear the voice of God. Multi-times. Yeah. Multi-times. I've called people on the phone and they said, you called just in time. I was needing this. I was needing this scripture, needing this word. And a lot of times I've called people up and said, I don't have time to talk, but this is what God said mm-hmm. concerning your dilemma. Yeah. But Rob, that's not something that happens to me every day. Yeah. Uh, some people try to make a um, uh, a game or religion out of this, mm-hmm. but it operates as the spirit wills, yeah. And as the need arises, yeah. And when God moves, you move with it. Mm. And I know we've spent a lot of time talking about the gift of knowledge, the gift of knowing. Let's move to the third one here in the mind gifts. Well, we can kind of cover yeah. this before we yeah. just run a the, lot of time. So you're going to, you had the discerning of spirits was the first one. Yes. Just re- recap, okay. recap the last two and then start on the. Discerning of spirits is, is identifying the spirit that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And the three categories, the spirit of man, the spirit of God, the spirit of the devil. But then inside of that is all kinds of spirits that you, you can discern that you're dealing with. And then there's the gift of knowledge that we have been covering, the gift of knowing. When God speaks something to you that is knowledge, knowledge of a situation that you did not know, that you did not set down, and you did not guess about it, you just know that's what God said. Mm. And then there is the gift of wisdom. Mm. Let me quickly give a quick meaning of this. The gift of wisdom is giving people answers 
to their dilemmas, their problems, their situation. And in the spirit world, it's giving people scriptural, spiritual answers. My answer to you may be as off the wall as it could possibly be. But as long as I stay in the confines of God's word and says, hey, this is a scripture you need. This is a scripture God is wanting you to know, mm-hmm. to understand that'll last forever. Yeah, Heaven and earth have passed away, but my words will not pass away. So the gift of wisdom is giving people spiritual advice and answers for their dilemmas, mm-hmm. answers for their situation. I can't tell you, I cannot, I can't number the times that I have called people and say, hey, this is a scripture I want you to look at. And Rob, I learned this. I learned this several years ago. The best way that I can encourage anyone mm-hmm. is to inspire them with the word of God. Yeah. I can pat you on the back and say, Rob, you're doing a good job. You're doing a great job. And that has instant gratification, but there's no length of that gratification because when I walk away, you're going to say in your mind, I know he meant well, but he don't have a clue what I'm going through. Yeah. But if I can inspire you with the word of God, when it turns buttons in your mind, That makes you start thinking about the depth of God, the greatness of God. When I walk away, that's going to stay with you. Yeah. That's the gift of wisdom Mm. in operation. Not my wisdom, but God's wisdom of giving answers to the dilemmas that you have in your life. Mm. And uh, these are so necessary in our world today. God has just laid out a beautiful thing for us. I mean, a beautiful thing that we're to walk in the realm of the spirit so we can minister. Yes. And the gifts of the spirit. Um, Let let me just uh, run through this before we do run out of time here because uh, what was the reason for the spiritual gifts? The purpose for spiritual gifts is this. Number one, to manifest the grace, power, and love of the Holy Spirit among his people in a public gathering, in homes, in families, in church, individual lives, is to manifest the grace and the power of God. Number two, to help make the preaching of the gospel to the lost people effective by giving supernatural confirmation to their lives. When you tell somebody something that they know you didn't know, you've got their attention. Absolutely. You've got their attention. And that is given by the Spirit of God to open people's eyes to the things of God. Mm -hmm. And then number three, to meet human needs and to strengthen and build up spirituality, both the church and in the individual believers. That's just what we were talking about. 
whenever I can inspire you with a word from God, from the scripture. Yeah. And uh, then number four, to wage effective spiritual war against Satan and the forces of evil. So the gifts of the spirit is given for those four particular reasons. I'd say those are really good reasons. And it is good reasons. Those are really good. And if you've been around as long as I have, you've used those reasons yeah. multi-times. Yeah. But they're given to profit. Yeah. To profit the church and uh, to touch people. That's the mm -hmm. point of that. And I realize there's been a lot of these gifts that's been misused and yeah. abused. Yeah. But don't, don't please people, don't get your mind on that. Get your mind on the genuine truth because no matter whether they have been misused or not, mm -hmm. God still gave them. Yeah. And because somebody abused and misused something God gave. Yeah. It's like a guy told me here, well, he was a preacher. Mm -hmm. told me something two or three years ago. He said, they didn't start preaching about the rapture of the church until 1938, and he was against it. And I said, that's true, brother, yeah. but it's been in the Bible for over 2,000 years. Right. Whether they preach it or not, it's still in the word of God. Right. That ain't got nothing to do with no. anything. So no. God gave these spiritual gifts, not for somebody to try to teach them away, yeah. and to do away with them, but to implement them in people's lives that they can be blessed and touched and led in a greater spiritual manner. Yeah, and, and I think we have to, um, I, a lot of people I know deal with, well, I'm not worthy enough to, to walk in this, or I'm not spiritual enough to walk in this, and it's not, that's not what this is about. No. It comes back to being available. Yes, uh, I, and I think I said this just either last week or week before, but it was just really good what Pastor Mike said a couple of weeks ago about about being used in the spiritual gifts when we were at church. And it wasn't the fact that people using spiritual gifts have more knowledge or um, are are these doctorates and things in the Word of God. They were just more, they were available. Oh, yeah. They were simply just available to be used of God. Yes. And God wants you to work in the spiritual gifts. He yes. wants you because we're all called. Mm -hmm. We are all called to preach the gospel. Yes. We are all called to proclaim the gospel. We are all called to make disciples. Yes. And we can't do that without the Lord's help and without the help of the Holy Spirit. And it's so important that we are um, yielding to these gifts. And I'm thankful that um, I, being being raised one way and not believing, believing that these things were done away with, but now coming to a full understanding that God God, God showed me for one yes. personally. I remember a quick story of just uh, when I went to Venezuela in 2014, and I was wrestling about what I was supposed to be doing in life, and went on this mission trip for almost three months, and we got halfway through, and um, this changed my life for forever. How how you scripture, how have you God, everything. It, it really uh, con it was a real consecration moment. Um, yes. God just cemented a lot of things in my life. And this man from Miami, Florida, who didn't know me from Adam, um, we went 9,000 feet up in the Andes Mountains for a little retreat while we were there. And they brought in this guy to preach. 
there's 15, 20 people in the room. It's just missionaries around yes. the country. This guy comes from Miami, Florida. I come from Russellville, Arkansas. And God used him in that meeting to in words of wisdom, yes, words of knowledge, and prophecy. Yeah. All things I thought God had done away with. All things I I was I was exposed to him a little bit, but not really shown or nothing had personally happened to me. And God read my mail that day and it changed my life for yes, forever. Yes, he will. And um and it's changed me and and excuse me. And from that day forward, I've been making myself available to be used in these gifts. And uh, I'm glad to say that I have been. Yes. I have been using these gifts. And if he can use a messed up kid from Memphis, Tennessee, he can use anybody. He can. He will. Yeah. Yes. So, um, you want to wrap it up here? Yes. Okay. Let us pray. Yeah. Father, I'm so thankful. I am so thankful for the power of the Spirit of God. God, you know us better than we know ourselves. And I pray today that this teaching will be effective to someone. It will encourage someone to seek after the heart of God and to know the purpose of God for their life. Bless, I pray. Use all of us in your plan for your glory and your strength. In Jesus' name I pray. And I thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for joining the podcast today. We hope it encouraged you in a great way. We encourage you to go to Dean Caldwell Ministries page and like and follow. We will be posting videos, dates, and places, and updating our broadcast from time to time. Thank you for joining, and have a great day.